first, you turn on the time circuits. This one tells you where you're going. This one tells you where you are. This one tells you where you were. You input your destination on this keypad. Say you want to see the signing of the Declaration of Independence. Or witness the birth of Christ? <laughs> Here's a red letter date in the history of science. November 5th, 1955. Yes, of course. November 5th, 1955. That was the day I invented time travel. I remember it vividly. I was standing on the edge of my toilet, hanging a clock. The porcelain was wet. I slipped, hit my head on the sink. And when I came to, I had a revelation, a vision, a picture in my head, a picture of this. This is what makes time travel possible. The flux capacitor. It's taking me nearly 30 years in my entire family fortune to realize the vision of that day. My God, has it been that long? <laughs> Things have certainly changed around here. I remember when this was all farmland as far as the eye could see. Old man Peabody owned all of this. He had this crazy idea about breeding pine trees. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Say Report Junior, a podcast you should be listening to, subscribe to, and downloading every single week. I am one of your hosts, Dale Decker. I'm your other host, Zach Sarawick, and I gotta say, that's a bad Rick and Morty episode you just described. Fuck you. <laughs> I want you to know, I had two jokes as I got as I realized what you were doing. I was like, do I go Rick and Morty, or I just pretend to have no idea what you're saying? <laughs> Because the other option was to be like, I'm Zach, and I'm confused. What was that? Was that like Jaws or something? What are we doing? Yeah, I was, I was, I was quoting the well, well-known well time travel sequel of Jaws. The well-known time travel documentary. The documentary of Jaws. Uh, yeah, no, that was a really terrible reading <laughs> that I just did of uh, the the scene where Doc Brown remembers his, his day of figuring out what the time... I kind of, for, kind of forgot the I was standing <laughs> on the toilet with the porcelain and slipped yeah. and cracked my head. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, today, man. Today, what's today's date, Zach? Uh, it's it real is easy. V for it's, Vendetta Day. Uh, Why? Well, no, it's not. A, it's also... It is. You know, well, it November is, 5th. but it's not. It's the most important movie to involve November 5th ever. You're wrong. It's November 5th. In the sense of Back to the Future, and today is the day that time travel was invented. But so, what was culturally more important? You. What? Back to the Future or V for Vendetta? I've never seen really, V for Vendetta. I want to say so. that really, what the Wachowskis did with V for Vendetta cannot be overshadowed by, I mean, Christopher Lloyd? Really? Okay. He was better in Star Trek Three. It's not a joke. He's actually in Star Trek Three. He's in Klingon. He's fucking magnificent. That's fine. But... I can't. I can't talk about V for Vendetta because I've never seen it. The the movie that that brings up November fifth for me will always be Back to the well, Future. Well, of course, because it's the more important movie, Dale. That's what I'm. That was the joke. No, I know. The joke is that Back I to the know that. Of course, a better movie than V for Vendetta. That I... is not even a question. Listen. <laughs> I know that. You can't know that. You haven't seen them. I have. My objective no. truth. I knew what you were that going I... for. But there are people who think that V for Vendetta 
Can't talk. It's better than Back to the Future. There are people. I'm sure of it. (sighs) Those people are welcome to their opinion, and they should love the things they love, but also they're wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I should see V for Vendetta, though. I haven't watched it since it was in theaters, and I'm afraid, because it probably doesn't hold up. (laughs) I just, I have no, don't give me any. I just have no clue what that movie's about. Honestly, Other than people Dale, wearing masks. Remember how I said I hadn't seen it since it was in theaters? I couldn't tell you what yeah. it's about except And uh, Natalie Portman. And Hugo weaving in a in a V for Vendetta mask because it's the V for Vendetta mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah. I uh I love Back to the Future. And I, I literally like realize, oh it's November fifth. Oh, I'm gonna open the nope. episode this yeah, way. Nope. You know how long it's been since I have watched any of those movies at this point? I really should just buy the trilogy on Blu-ray just so I have it, and I should watch it for the holidays. Thank you for giving me You're something welcome. to do for Thanksgiving, because that's definitely what I want to do. You're welcome. Actually. It should, it should be seen by everyone. I've I, seen them all. I've no, seen I know. three. Prob- it's Was weird. It, I, is it I think you? I've seen three more than is the it, other two. That makes sense. I actually really <laughs> like three. I have, funny qu- I have funny stories about that, but... First, before I get there, um, you, is it you who I always am like, have you seen Back to the Future? <laughs> is that you or is that someone I mean, else? I have it a feeling you just you. asked, I have, a, I have a feeling that's just the third question you ask everybody you meet. <laughs> I mean, kind of. Hi I'm, hi, I'm Dale. What's your name? How's your day? Have you seen Back to the Future? <laughs> this is fair. This is fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite Ninja Turtle? Have, have you heard Have you heard have the you... good word of Doc Brown today? <laughs> Who's better, Einstein or Copernicus? No, no, not the person. No, 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 no. You misunderstood. <laughs> I'm talking about the dogs. Um, the well-known dogs of Do Doc think... Brown. Do you think we could get into a real good timeline discussion of whether or not 2 really holds up as well as everyone says it does? Because I've heard some theories otherwise. What? Don't break my head. Please don't break my head. I need you to not break my head right now. Because 2 is incredible. No, 2 is incredible and it's probably perfect and I just refuse to sit down and find out otherwise. It's another reason I've been afraid to sit down and watch them because I have since heard people talk about the possibility that the time, that the the math doesn't quite add up to that movie and I refuse to go back and find out. And it's probably post-Endgame where people are like, this is how time travel is is, and it's like, no, you're wrong. This actually has nothing to do with Endgame. I think Endgame is doing its own thing. Here's the thing. I have less problem with the time travel shenanigans in Endgame, mostly because the second they started talking about it, I went, oh, this is word salad so that we just don't think about it too hard. Word That's all I salad. need. I'm someone who I'm someone who doesn't <laughs> care about the time travel and looper. So, like, I'm fine with... That's fine. No. I'm fine with shitty time travel and multiverses. I'm fine with that. No, this is something I had heard, like, many years ago. Someone said, like, one thing about the t- about the timeline of back to the future 2 and i refuse to go back and find out if they're right because i don't want to break that movie for me now i want to know what you're taught what it Uh, is the person said but i'm gonna be so biased yeah i just need to know so i just need to check i just need to check because there's like there's something about like when they're going at at some point after they go back to the 50s with old biff and come back that theoretically something they changed in that 
50s timeline with Old Biff with them should have made going back to the future they went to impossible because of the things they had already changed. I don't remember. I have to also go back and find out the exact wording they had, but it had something to do with that exact part of the movie. After they had already gone back once, and Old Biff is with them, and then gone back forward again, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there, that timeline shouldn't add up to how that worked out the way it did. Because, like, whatever timeline they set up should have disintegrated at a different one and should have been set up in its place or something. But I don't know. I don't know yet. I have to go back and watch to find out. All right. You also need to... Maybe send me that. I don't know because yeah. without knowing exactly what they're saying, right. I can't. It, there's a lot of there's anything. a lot of lines and charts involved. Is the thing, <laughs> and it really ruins the <laughs> the best T-shirt I ever saw in the in the world of graphic, um, simplified T-shirts that mm-hmm. went out like minimalist T-shirts that existed in the early 2010s. One of the best ones is a description of the three Back to the Future films. Oh, by I love them. Line. By yeah, lines? Yeah, it's just a, just a line and the yep. loop, and then the double loop, yep. and then the loop all the way back to 18-whatever. Yeah. Saw, you saw that as a shirt? Yes. Oh. Well, I mean, I, I'm sure I saw it as a graphic, and then someone was like, I'm going to steal that and put it on a T-shirt. Because oh. I also remember, like, a T-shirt being sold, but it was probably on some <sighs> shitty, like, black market website. That, see, I, art. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that image like years ago years and years ago and i was like oh my god this is my favorite this is one of my f- i was real into minimalist posters in college and oh we all jail of, we all i know were. we everybody all were gets into, I know. everybody likes that reservoir dogs and i'm uh, still in where it. everybody's a crayola crayon yeah. we all know <laughs> and i'm still in it honestly i'm still in the minimalist poster game but i was so into it but i saw that that specific one that you were talking about and I would, I want that on a shirt so bad. I'm currently wearing a Back to the Future shirt because I was like, I need to, because I am going to talk about Back to the Future <laughs> on this episode. But I, I would love that shirt. I didn't know they would make it. And I'm sure I could well, make it myself, but I also and, don't want right. to steal someone's design. And, and like I said, I'm sure the t-shirt Ugh. that I saw for sale was just wholesale ripped. Like, I'm sure that image went around forever oh, on the internet. Like they do. And bubble. someone... It's yeah, probably sure. a red like someone, sale. Someone just straight up took that image. It was yeah. like, I'm going to put that on a T-shirt, yeah. and I'm going to sell it. Yeah. Um, um, oh, I, but you know what? Okay, hold on. Do, how much more do you have to say about Back to the Future? Because I, I actually have a really good crazy scientist segue to the thing I want to talk about. Oh, Jesus, so get everything out, and I'll do it. Two more things. Two more things. Is that because you mentioned the third one, right? In school, my film 116, my intro to film class, the first class my teacher was, was like, you know, I'm going to go around the room and ask everybody what their favorite movie is. To which I said, Back to the Future. <laughs> and he said, which one? To which I said, well, if I really needed to pick, I would probably say two. And now I definitely would say two. And he and I and then I said, but honestly, I love the trilogy as a whole. I can't have uh, one and not the others. I love that. He... I love that you have the same reaction I do, just to say like scream. Yeah, I'm like, I know. oh, I love. Uh, the, oh God, I yeah. love it. Anyway, but, continue. <laughs> but but to which he said, even the third one, and in front of all these freshmen, I was like, yes, especially the third one. It's a western, and it was just like a really nice. Oh, this is our relationship in this class, isn't it? Isn't it, Professor? It's it's got sci-fi. <laughs> it's got western. It's got a good romantic arc for a yep. character that deserves it. Yep. 
Doc Brown, the original Captain America endgame. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Nice. But it was just so, I was like, okay, that gave me everything I needed to know going into this class. And then proceeded to be a great class. And I like proceeded to be the only person who understood 400 blows. Or, well, one of the only people in my class who understand 400 Blows. The only thing I remember from 400 Blows is the 20 minutes I was awake where that kid is running mid-frame because, hey, can't you tell he can't escape from the oh, frame? The That's why he's in the middle of The end of the movie? Oh, yeah, no, I slept through the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was an 8 o'clock film class. Who hey, does an 8 o'clock film class? Hey, I had 8 o'clock film class, too. I fell asleep during Susan Kane and Apocalypse Now. Dale, I just had a, sorry, hold on. Before I move on, we're going to talk about this in deep later. Um, By the way, the entire, almost the entire Back to the Future trilogy is encapsulated in Endgame. I just want to say this. I just thought of it, and I realized it's the truth. Uh, They go back in time, and then they go back in time and fuck with future time, and then Captain America goes back in time and lives out his his whole life in the past. It's all in there. Um, it's probably one of my other problems with Endgame. So thanks, Zach, for opening worse, that wound. That, it, that, it, that it's a worse version of yeah. Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that they tried to basically say it. Anyway, the other speak... funny thing. Hold on. Okay. The other funny thing about Back to the Future. I'm sorry. I no, apologize. It's fine because <laughs> my the thing is my segue works no matter when we want to stop talking. So it's fine. I know. I also need to talk about Jojo Rabbit at some point during this episode. Oh yeah, no, we'll get to that too. Don't but worry about it. The other. Good. I mean, I have other good Back to the Future stories. I could talk about how I saw Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson in New Orleans with Devin talk and all of that. I could talk about all these other Back to the Future things. But real quick, because we were talking about posters and talking about specifically posters that I wanted and were able to get, um, I went to Barcelona uh, at the beginning of last year, or it might have been this. No, last year. I don't remember when, but I went to Barcelona. I went to Bar- Barcelona, and in Barcelona, <laughs> there was a poster shop that had the Back to the Future. These three Back to the Future posters, which it's one, two, and three, and it if you it's a buildable poster pretty much. So you put all three of them together. Oh it yes, builds yes. The DeLorean. And it's the DeLorean <clears throat> from one, and then the DeLorean from two, and then the DeLorean from three. Right, the front, middle, and back. I think I've it's seen those. The front, before. middle, and back. And yeah, I was like, yeah. and I was like, oh my god, I've never seen this poster in person before. Oh my god, there are other posters in the shop that I've never seen in person before, but I want. So I was like, mom, I need to buy these. It's weird that I'm in Spain. It's weird, but I love this, and I love the fact. That I am in Spain about to buy a Back to the Future set of posters. This might be a dumb question, but were those posters in English or Spanish? They, uh, they were in Spanish. Uh, they were English. They were in English, I believe. That's all. That actually makes it weirder. Yeah, I was right, about to say, like, right? if they were in Spanish, I'd be like, no, it's fine. That's just the international to... poster for these movies. I, nope. I actually have to look at them again because no, I'm, I'm almost, I'm almost positive they're in English. I if wish were, I knew what Back to the Future translated to in Spanish because I would say it, but I'm not going to insult if, the Spanish people by trying. Fair. If it was in Spanish, I also <laughs> equally would have been excited. Oh, and been no, like, oh, that would have been this. also awesome. I'm not but saying yeah, that's so, to buy them. I just think it makes more sense. <laughs> so my mom and I go into this Spanish store that's just posters. It's just a poster store, which, like, we should have those in America because I mean, I mean, I'm sure we do. Newberry but, Comics was just a poster store for me for a while. Yeah, but it's like 
nothing else. Just they were posters. All Nirvana posters. Just they were- nothing <laughs> else. Like even there were. You know how like you can rifle through uh, or riffle through um, albums and stuff at at album stores and whatnot, record stores. Yes. There were posters like that <laughs> in like crates. And I'm like, this is incredible. And then they were on the wall. It was the cool. It was one of the coolest stores I have been into. And and we're at the counter talking to the guy. And I was like, you know, I've seen these posters. And he's like, they're great. They're amazing. And I'm like, this is this is a great way to start my Spanish trip. Like this is. Bye bye. And then I'm gonna English go back to the future. Across, and then I'm about to go across the street and eat some <laughs> tapas. This is great. <laughs> And then the rest of the trip was amazing. And yeah, but it started so, out it like one of the first things I did was buy fucking Back to the Future posters. Dale, that's what we call a good omen. That's what that <laughs> was. Great. It was great. Uh, but yeah, you can you can uh, segue spe- Speaking of crazy old scientists with crazy wacky white hair that do crazy things with you, I've been playing The Outer Worlds for two weeks, and I've never been happier. <clears throat> Good. It, it's like somewhat, well, I shouldn't say somewhat, it's the same people, the Obsidian, the people that made Fallout New Vegas, okay. made a new uh, space sci-fi rpg that's like hey what if we made a good new fallout game <laughs> and this game starts with this crazy old scientist running through a, a, a derelict ship with these like robot guards shooting at him and he wakes you up and he's like no time to explain get in the car bitch and when you get into his ship and you go flying out and he's like okay Here's the deal. Don't ask any questions. You've been asleep for 70 years. You were supposed to get to our space colony like te- like 50 years ago, and you didn't. Don't worry about it. So I'm going to I'm gonna unice you, and I'm going to send you down to a planet, and you're going to help me take apart the entire government of this entire solar system because it's bad. Okay, deal? Cool. Go down to the planet. And then you land, and you come out of the ship. He's like, now don't worry. There's a space captain there. He's a smuggler. Real Han Solo type, he's going to help you out. Where is he? And you turn around, and that man has been crushed under your escape pod. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a great opener. That's it's great an amazing opener. opener to a video game. I hope that, like, you see the I hope that it's No, you the do. Body, you see legs sticking then... out from underneath no, no, no. your escape pod. But I hope it's the, the shot of the legs and then title card. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I don't. Really, it doesn't quite go to the title guard, but like you look down and you look up in like a dialogue thing that comes up. That's just like, uh, so about your smuggler. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dale, the Outer Worlds is amazing. I'm, <laughs> Outer Worlds, I'm like if you took Borderlands and Futurama and Fallout and shoved them all into a game together and threw it out there. That's pretty cool. I because I was very interested because I. I had just seen a trailer like maybe two or three weeks ago, and I didn't know about this game, didn't know what it was, and I saw a trailer. I'm like, "Ooh, this looks interesting," but I can't buy into it yet. So it's good oh, to hear man. that it's good. It's very good. It's just like so. The whole idea is that like people went off to colonize a new solar system, and but they did it under like like a corporate like capitalist thing. Like yeah. it wasn't it wasn't like the government sent people out it was like a bunch of companies got together and bought the rights to start a colony in another solar system oh my god so (laughs) these like two colony ships went out and one of them got there and one of them didn't it just like it slipped out of 
you know, faster than light travel or whatever, yeah. and it drifted off into space. So you get waking up, woken up like 70 years later than you were supposed to. And they're like, yeah, so the other ship showed up and these companies kind of just ran rampant in this solar system. And uh, spoiler alert, unfettered capitalism is bad. So like here's so it's like, again, like Futurama, like MomCorp, like if MomCorp was made up of like four or five companies and they all just got to do whatever the hell they wanted because they're in another solar system, no one's going to stop them. So like every planet you go to there's col there's like little colonies that are all owned by different co corporations so they all have to like say their corporate slogans at you while you talk <laughs> so i so i walk up to this town on the first planet and there's a guy outside digging graves and he's like welcome to spacer's choice edgewater no. uh <laughs> Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, welcome, welcome to Edgewater, a Spacer's Choice colony. Spacer's oh Choice. God. It's not the best choice, but it's Spacer's Choice. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's just like his job is to just dig these graves for these people, and that's how he makes his that he makes his do. And it's like people have to pay for their graves, and if they don't pay, he digs them back up and throws them down a river or something. Jeez. <laughs> like that. It's like, and then like you find from other people, it's like, oh yeah, no, the closest, your closest relative pays for that, that grave fee. And you're like, oh, so you're related to the guy? He's like, no, no, no. I don't think you understand. The person relatively close to you when you die pays these fees, not your kin. The person who is in closest proximity to your dead body at the time is now responsible for paying your grave fees. Because if you don't, well, you're considered a, you know, a derelict for not paying these fees. And also this body gets dug up and thrown down a river. So, of course, you're going to pay the fees because who wants to be considered the poor guy who couldn't pay that guy's great fees? Oh, my God. <laughs> like, this is the world that is set up for you. Like, the first hour of this game. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. So, gameplay is like, is it like, it's like Borderlands? Gameplay is, well, it's closer to, um, so, yes, in Borderlands, and that you're going to go around and kill a bunch of things. Okay. Like, that is going to happen. There's marauders mm -hmm. and outlaws mm -hmm. who are all considered bad guys that you're going to end up killing. But you're also going into these towns and talking to people and trying to figure out their disputes so that you can, like, like, like the whole reason the, the crazy old scientist unfroze you and wants to disrupt the system, he's like, the corporate board, so these, you know, four or five companies that all have a boardroom together control everything. And it's terrible. So we're going to take your your ship was made up of all the smart people. It's all the good people. Jeez. We're going to unfreeze them and they're going to fix this because this is bad. Yeah. yeah. So he just you just happen to be the first person he picked to, to get out while he was getting shot at. Oh my God. It's like so. So we have to get all the chemicals and all the stuff together to unfreeze the rest of your ship so that we can then go in and disrupt the board. So like. Your job is just to kind of go through and, and you're just doing all sorts of like smuggling, like firefly stuff is also in here all over the place. Yeah, yeah. One of the first you get six or seven companions like Mass Effect style that hang out on your ship with you because you just take the ship of the guy you killed when you landed on the planet. Oh, my God. It's great. I walked up to someone and they're like looking at the derelict ship and they're like, is this yours? And I'm like. Yeah. Yeah, it's my ship. I'm definitely this guy you're looking for. It's like, yeah. cool. You're here illegally. It's like, no, 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 no. I'm not here. I'm an inspector. You see, I'm from the government. Oh I'm here God. to do an inspection. It's a surprise. Oh and that God. worked. Because <laughs> I 
decided to put all of, all of my early points into talking so I can lie my way through anything. Oh my god, that's great. I was on another I was on a doing like a random side mission on this like space station and I land and these people pull up and they're like, "We're with the corporate board and oh, we your ship has been flagged as being a disruptor and we're here to take your thing." And I'm like, "Oh, What's this? A self-destruct button? I'm gonna. Ooh, oops! I accidentally hit that, and the prompt literally says "hit random key." <laughs> <laughs> so I do that, and the person goes, "What? That's, you're not worth dying for!" And they ran away. Oh my god! And then I had the whole ship to myself. Oh my god! That's ridiculous. <laughs> so like, yeah. So so like, you're going through, and you're just like, just get through. Like, there's a person on this planet that has some chemicals we need go talk to them and we have a contact on this planet so you so you do all that but then while you're there you just kind of fuck with the rest of the stuff that's yeah. going on around you um it's so good it's so so very good and it's so dumb in places but it's got it, it's not like an overly deep game mm -hmm. like i'm not kidding when i say the whole kind of point of the game is unfettered capitalism bad letting people make their own choices good that's about as deep as this game gets <laughs> Well, but like, but like it does, but it's got plenty of like all of the character work around it is just like perfectly balanced to go with that. It's like, okay, cool. I don't need this game to be any deeper than what it is. It's made by these people that made, you know, Fallout New Vegas had a very similar premise. It's so funny to see Fallout New Vegas all over this. The very first like major, major moral choice you make is a direct copy of a of a mission from fallout new vegas only this time they don't really give you a middle ground mm. they straight up make you decide which of these two colonies do you want to kill because like here's what's going to happen if you take the power away from this one and here's what's going to happen if you take the power away from this one and that's your only choice you do not get a middle ground you don't get to like just run away and not deal with this you're going to take the power away from one of these two colonies which means some people might die deal with that <laughs> yeah and it's That's like, after be. all this dumb shit you're doing, and it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, there's a plague in this town, but it's run by the corporation and terrible. Or there's the communists out here. There's the, like, socialist commune that's like, yeah, it's cool, but the person who runs it used to live in the corporate town and has a grudge with the owner, so she's probably going to be real shitty to the people that come to this town, <laughs> that come from the town to here. And if they choose not to live with the commune, they're pretty much left in the wild to die. What do you want to do? Jeez. And I'm like, uh, ah, <laughs> nah, <no>. <laughs> and all I have is one person with me, someone who is literally Kaylee from Firefly, just back, like literal, like oh yeah, backwater planet. She's got a southern accent. She likes to be, she wants to be the engineer on your ship, and uh -huh. she's real looking for some space adventure. You get cool. It's great that she's Indian, but you made Indian Kaylee. <laughs> okay, cool. And the only thing she said was, man sucks to suck like she's oh like man i don't know what to do it's gonna suck if you do this and it's gonna suck if you do that i mean i'm from the town and i really don't want those people to die that's the best i got new captain i've known for all of two days oh my God. and i'm like thanks parvati helpful thank you for that i'm gonna stare at this computer screen for a while and think about what i'm doing I chose the socialists. I felt really bad for the ones that would die in the wild, but I really didn't like these corporations, I decided. Well, so, I mean, that town has a plague. You don't want that they spreading. A, so, so, it's like, well, the deal was, like, they had a plague, 
the way I thought about it was they have a plague, and the way they deal with that plague is they shove people at a sick house, and the people who can pay for it get the medicine for that plague, and the rest don't. Oh. It was kind of implied, and I don't know if I was maybe reading into it because I wanted this to be true, but it was kind of implied that the whole natural, hey, we got like medicine from the planet because we actually use the resources here. We don't just rely on the corporations. We might be able to like help those people that are sick. So I was like, cool, yeah, those people. You're not letting plague people die. You're going to let idiots die out in the wilds, but you're not going to let plague victims die. I think I'm going to go with you. Mm. <laughs> that was my choice. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah, that's um. Yeah, damn. yeah. Oh God. Oh man. And there's a. Oh God. All of the companions have their own finishers, and I met a priest, and his finisher is that he turns around with a shotgun, no matter where you are, and no matter what weapon he's wearing, he will turn around out of nowhere with a shotgun and shoot people. But he does it by saying the most badass priest shit. Oh my God. <laughs> he's like, he's like, bow in the name of the law. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. It's so, it's so dumb. Oh man. That's been the last two weeks too. Like I've got I've got like maybe another big planet left and then I'm gonna be at the end of this game. It's wow. not very long. Wow. And I know that there's and what's weird is there's definitely expansions coming because they've kind of alluded to that. But the company was bought by Microsoft like last year or the year before. So like during one of the last E3s, they made like a big deal. Microsoft's press conference made a big deal out of all the indie companies they bought, mm -hmm. and Obsidian was one of them. But this yeah, game okay. came out. This that. game came out for PS4 and Xbox and PC, and I think it's coming to Switch at some point. I think it's coming to Switch, yeah. But I, I was looking know. at it on Switch. But I don't know when the expansions come out if they're only gonna be on like Xbox and PC. Like, I don't know. Like, nobody knows what happens now I that, mean, like, Obsidian put out this game for everyone and then got bought by Microsoft. I mean, it could be, like, I don't know, grandfathered in that everybody gets the expansions. Or, or what they'll probably do is kind of, I mean, you do what Control did and, like, hey, people who have Microsoft, who have Xbox and PC, you get a special edition like you get a special you get such and such free or yeah. you get them early you get early you access, get early to access them or something or yeah or you get um missions that nobody else gets it you know right. that's probably i can see that more happening than oh if you have P ps4 or switch you know you don't you. get anything like, extra. you don't right. get nothing you don't get anything I I, that, be I believe that too i would believe yeah. that too that is be like an early access thing because microsoft is like they don't want to piss too many people off before the next one comes before the next Xbox comes mm. out. But yeah. Exactly. So that's the only thing I'm I, waiting for now. But I could totally see it as, hey, you know, we we made three more planets, you know? And then we also have a fourth planet that only Xbox gets to use. Well, it's so funny because they did this thing so so both um Fallout Three and New Vegas did this. Because they had Bethesda had planned that they would do expansions at some point, mm -hmm. is that there are very obvious spots where the expansions go out. So like there's four points, there's four DLCs. I know definitely New Vegas. I can't remember if Fallout Three did all of this, but um, New Vegas definitely did this. Where it's like we're gonna do four expansions. So in the north, south, east, and west, there is a spot that has like a name on the map, but you can't interact with it yet. Mm -hmm. Which means that when the expansion comes out, that's where you go to do that. Yeah. And there's like so far, I mean, unless 
I'm not as far into this game as I think I am. There's like two or three, like I've gone to moons of planets, but not the planets themselves. Like there's two or three things on the map that still aren't like accessible and yeah. nothing's come up to interact with those yet. Well, so like, like I would Destiny. imagine Destiny was like that. Right. So I would imagine that it'll like it'll unlock those for the whatever story they have planned or whatever. Yeah. Um but yeah, it's just like it just feels like it feels like I'm playing a game both now like it's very well made, it's very modern like there's a whole storyline with uh Parvati is like there's a whole storyline of getting her a date with this woman that you meet on one of the, the space stations. So you're like going to all of these different places to find her like food for this uh -huh. day and special soap and a dress. <clears throat> but uh, you also get into whole conversations with her about the fact that she's asexual. Mm -hmm. And so like, she has all of these like fears, like she's gotten into relationships before and yeah. she didn't get really physically intimate and people started to think that she was cold and distant and that's not true. She just doesn't like to do this or that. And like get into the whole deep thing with her, which is amazing. A thing wow. you never would have seen 15 years ago yeah, in games. Awesome. But at the same time, it feels like I'm playing like the next fallout game from 15 years ago. Like, like, Get rid of Fallout 76, definitely. Yeah. Get rid of Fallout 4. Like, this is the game that feels like it should have come after New Vegas. And so, like, I get this great feeling from playing it. It's like, oh, I don't have a thousand. There's, like, a bunch of side missions to do, but there aren't a thousand things on a map for me to go clear. Yeah. Like, you just do a mission, and the mission takes you to a place on the map, and then you come back. And there's a bunch of stuff on that. There's, like, a bunch of locations on the map, but there's not, like, it's not like I go up a watchtower and open up. 80,000 things on a map that I then have to clear off of it. Yeah, that's crazy. I can just go do the game and the game will take me places to go enjoy it. It's like, yeah. oh, this feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> it feels so good to just play this game and enjoy playing the game part. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. so yeah, good. Outer Worlds, highly recommend. <laughs> and, it's, and your character's customizable, which I love. Yes, it is first person, <laughs> so you only ever see them in a menu, yeah. which sucks, but whatever um yeah. yeah i've been running around <laughs> been running around with a very nice suit on uh i found a top i found a top hat that i put on one of my companions just it just says nice hat when you find it, oh, it doesn't great. doesn't do very much but i put it on them anyway that's it's great. like it's like you can get all these different armor customizations and there's like items out the ass that are like so convoluted that you can just kind of ignore because really it's like there's like eight different items, all of which do the same thing, but they're different items because they're all owned by different companies. So it's like the company's version of this is in your inventory. So your inventory gets a little crowded, and there's like a budget, but at some point you is just there realize. A bag cap? No. Oh, nice. There's not. And you can sell stuff like crazy, and you can break it all down. So I've got <clears throat> more armor and weapon parts than I will ever need, and I've got like more items than I'll ever need. And quite frankly, I've juiced everybody up to this point that it doesn't matter what arm, armor I put on them. <laughs> we're getting through every fight, no problem. Yeah. So, like, I just don't think about that. So instead of just like, oh, yeah, cool. Your outfit's awesome. You're good. I'm wearing this nice suit I found. That's cool. Put on this nice set of, like, this nice visor we found. Everything's great. I need to be honest is that you keep explaining stuff within this game. And I think I've mentioned it before, but, like, all I think of is me with Pirates 101 and Wizards 101 because, like, that was really my introduction to open world games and like customizable characters and oh, whatnot. Yeah. And you being like, oh, you have companions. 
that was a big thing in Pirates 101 that I freaking loved because you basically like built a crew of 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 pirates and were running around dressed as pirates and like you could have people in ridiculous out well you could be in ridiculous outfits and you could change like you level them up and as you level them up their outfit changes to be more ridiculous and great but yeah that's all i can think of <laughs> right now and that's basically what it is i mean that's like that's it like, that, like that's just even- like you just juice all yourself up. There's an yeah. option. It's called Tinker, which literally means spend some money and make your stuff more powerful. Yeah. So it's like, cool. Yep. I found the stuff I like. I'm just not going to, I'm just going to spend the money because I'm making more money than I need right now. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just spend the money to make the stuff I like more powerful? Yep. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. And well, you explained the side missions of like, yeah, there's basically missions, but you don't have to break your neck trying to finish them and that's also the 101 games especially pirates 101 and it's it's like oh cool i can go to this one area and take care of three quests and all, and also just like you look at them you like you pull the map up <laughs> map's not big like you go into it's not yeah. open world in the sense that like it's one big map that you're unlocking it's you go to a planet there's a space yep Go to the next planet, there's the space. And if you open it up, you can see here's some buildings here, here's some buildings here. And guess what? If you do all the missions on the planet, it will probably take you to those buildings and then it'll take you to these buildings. It'll take you down here. And you don't have to ever worry about not seeing a part of the map. Yeah. Because at some point, you're going to get there. <laughs> so just getting, play the game. Don't worry about struck. like spending. Don't worry about spending hours and hours of going over every inch of the map to see everything. You're going to see it. Yep. Don't worry about it. <laughs> strong, strong feelings about the one, like, strong feelings that this is basically just a beefed up actual version of a 101 game. Well, it's because those, it's because those were take, and it's because those were taking from old games, oh, like yeah. the old Fallout games and the old Wasteland games and stuff like that, whereas it's like, oh yeah, you, you get a group of people together and you just kind of explore and do the missions. Like, that's just like basic RPG setup. The thing is that like Bethesda set this weird bar with Skyrim that was like, but what if every single character is on a schedule to yeah, go do a thing? No. And what if what if you on this day they do this and this day they do that? It's like, no, how about we scale back for a second? And what if one character sits in one box and sits there forever? Yep. And it doesn't matter when you go and talk to them. You just go and talk to them. Yeah. That, I see. I love that. And that's the thing, like, I think that's why I liked, um, like, the open-worldness of Horizon and the open-worldness of Spider-Man. And it's like, it really is, you know you don't have to go to these places at a specific... It will always be there. You don't have to worry. And you it's are... fairly easy to get back to these places. And, and, and that's in, in a lot of ways, like, I mean, obviously you're creating your own character in this, but yeah. it's the, it's also a big difference between, like, are you playing a third person or, like, a game where you're playing a character yeah. versus a game where you're quote-unquote role-playing where the idea is that like if you're role-playing you're gonna go off and do what you want to do what would what's the thing that catches your interest Mm -hmm. and it's like how about the thing that catches spider-man's interest because i'm playing spider-man yeah exactly (laughs) yeah um so yeah outer world i cannot i cannot express enough how much i love this dumb game oh it's so good good 
um <laughs> i just like every ever like every time like i start it like something starts to get kind of long i was like you know what let me stop the thing I'm doing that I realize I'm getting kind of bored with, and let me just go check like a mission or something, and it'll respark a whole other thing. There's like a whole planet where I had been, I had done the thing where I was like, I'm gonna go explore everything. It's like, why am I doing this? I, I explored everything, and then I went to go do a mission, and I went back to the same five areas I had just explored because I was like doing the the Skyrim thing of explore it all. And then, like, I finally got to the end of the actual main mission on that planet, and it was so exciting to do that mission. I was like, this is so much better. I should just do this. <laughs> Screw this whole, like, I'm going to explore everything. I'm just going to, like, talk to people and interact with the game instead <laughs> of, like, I'm going to go here and shoot that and that and yeah. pick up all the stuff I can because that gets – that's fun for a little bit if I'm listening to a podcast. <laughs> it's boring eventually. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, that's man. Cool. That's good. No, I'm, I'm very glad to hear that it's good and enjoyable. Um, so yeah. I dropped a what? thing I'm I dropped a thing I'm playing with while I fidget. Um the other thing it that I've been doing It sounded like a crystal. It sounded a, you know, like you leveled up, Zach. It's a flat metal bottle opener. I leveled up to bartender level 2. Uh, <laughs> I really hope that that is heard because it's like it's like it's like all your all your all your 76th episode zach leveled up <laughs> and and like skyrim it took forever yeah. um the other thing that i've been doing is oh man i'm an episode and a half away from the end of daybreak ah yes this i did wonderful... not watch an episode i told you i would try to watch an episode it's... i did not it's fine i just like <laughs> it's fine because things. here's the thing here's the thing it's hard to pitch daybreak especially because the first two episodes are not the best part of daybreak but you have to get through them so you can get the setup for the yeah. rest of it because it's every time hmm. i log in it seems interesting every time i log it's... into netflix it seems like an interesting show it's like ferris bueller <laughs> and fast times at ridgemont high for millennials but post-apocalyptic because it's in a world hmm. where nukes have gone off and all of the adults have turned into zombies. what they call what they call ghoulies. I mean zombies, but yeah, what they call yeah. ghouls. Because they're not quite zombies. It's that they've mutated. They haven't yeah, like yeah. died and resurrected. They've just mutated. But all of the adults mutate and the kids don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like it's and like that's one of the big mysteries of the whole thing is why are the kids okay and the adults aren't and all this stuff. But the reason I mentioned Ferris Bueller, one, Matthew Broderick's their fucking principal. Nice. Uh, and like it's in like like a whole oh, thing is doing him. like the whole thing is doing like flashbacks the whole time and stuff. So you see him a lot. It's yeah, so yeah. good. It's so funny because it's like so obvious in the first two episodes that they're aping Ferris Bueller and he just like goes to the principal and it's fucking Matthew Broderick. Oh my god, that's great. <laughs> but it's like Matthew Broderick. It's like if Matthew Broderick's character from Election had to play one of the adults in Ferris Bueller. It's a very weird <laughs> mix. But like, because it like opens up, and you're with this one kid who's explaining the whole uh, like you know post-apocalyptic thing, and he's like this C student who never really fit in with people, and he's talking to the camera the whole time, and he's doing the whole you know he's doing the whole thing. They're flashing back and forth. But then like on the third episode, they do the whole hey, what if a different character talked to the audience? And then you realize that's actually the next like five episodes, and they don't come back to the main character talking to the camera until the very end. <laughs> 
which is like, oh, good. So you actually get different character perspective. It's just that the first two episodes are set up, so you have to deal with this kid who's kind of a knob the whole for the whole opening because he's a very bad knockoff of Ferris Bueller, and it's like very obvious. And as the series goes on, you realize like that's the point is that he's not like chill Ferris Bueller type. He oh, just like. God. He's the only one that you were talking to, so he got to kind of tell you who he was, and then everyone else was like, no, don't, Josh is not this guy, hold on, we have to talk about who Josh really is, kind of thing. Uh, so, it's, it's so, I, yep. it is a that show sounds like... that every 10 minutes makes me go, that was great, or what the fuck am I doing yeah. <laughs> watching this show? Yeah. Because it does the same, it does the thing of like everybody talks like adults think Gen Z millennials talk. Yeah. And I don't know how real that is. Like, I don't know what the age of the people that are directing and writing this thing. So I don't know how close to the age of these characters they are mm -hmm. to know how true that is. So I spend half the time going, is that really how kids would talk? See, I need but to then watch when you. It. But then when you buy into it, you just buy into it. It's like, okay, fine. It just is what it is. Like, it's this is going to be the series. We might as well just buy into it and yeah, be okay yeah. with it. Then you start to realize other things. Like, you start to notice the references from the – which is when I started to peg the ages of the writers is that, oh, these are like 90s and early 2000s people uh, because there's a character named Angelica, like Rugrats. Oh, my God. Uh, and she is a 10-year-old, and she is, you know, horrific – and then there's uh, the one of the main characters, a girl named, this is not a joke, oh my God. Sam Dean, literally the brothers from Supernatural. Wow. wow. So, nice. yeah. Nice. That's what, see what I mean when I say, like, okay, yeah, I get where you're coming from, and also, why the fuck did you do that? Like, that's the feel, that feeling we're all feeling right now. All it's I think, how you feel when you watch the show. Here's the thing, though. All I think of is, like, there was a post a while ago where it was, like, a teacher or whatever, and they were doing roll call, and one of their students was named Sora. And they were like, oh, we've uh, come to the time. We've come to that time where... Children are going to be I mean, named the after thing. these things from Supernatural. our childhood. Supernatural is a 15-year-old show. Yeah. People who were 15 when oh, that yeah. show started are my age now because I was 15 when Supernatural started. Yeah. Supernatural and the last five seasons of Smallville overlap. So. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just so weird. It's like it's it's one of those things where I also like I haven't looked it up. No doubt in my mind this is based on a book somewhere because it reads like – because it also sounds like the sort of thing where someone sat down and like this is their first like young adult novel yeah. and they're writing like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if I referenced literally everything? <laughs> literally uh, everything. But then the RZA shows up in the fourth episode and it's great. So <laughs> – as oh. Again, another show, like uh, just much like Outer Worlds, like I could talk about like dumb shit that happens throughout the series. That's awesome. But then there's also I have to add on all this other shit that happens in this series that I'm like, Ugh. but also that dumb thing happened oh, where it's like man. of like where it's like they at some point someone uses the word retard, mm. and I'm like, oh, that hits me wrong. Also, I know for a fact that working with people who are 10 years younger than me, that is a word that still gets used very often in a weird way. Thought it was a word we all moved past, but there it is. So, like, 
I have to accept that that's in this show and that some people watching it might not find it as weird as I do. Yeah. And like it plays in stereotypes, but it's one of those things where I don't know if we're playing in stereotypes in the good way or the bad way <laughs> where someone's like, yeah, no, we use the stereotypes to point out a thing or if someone's like, oh, yeah, I use the stereotypes because I watched a lot of 80s and 90s movies with stereotypes in them. And that's just how teen things are. It's like those are two very different things, my man. <laughs> so, like, Damn. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then Matthew Broderick is a post-apocalyptic wasteland cannibal and you're like okay i have to be in this now i have to know what this i have to know what's going on in this series yeah uh and then they do things like they swear i don't know what age group the show is for that's the other thing i think is throwing me off about this is that like i mean it's for 13 it's for 13 to 17 year olds and i know that john green wrote um What's it? What's the thing with Alaska that got banned like immediately because oh, sex and pot are in this book? Um, I don't know. John, like half of John Green's books have been banned by super conservative high schools all over the country because mm-hmm. he writes about kids, you know, being yeah. kids. Uh, so it's not a thing. This is why I also, I, I'm old. I think I might be old because like I watched it and I was like, who is this for? Because they're all 17 year olds. And I watched R rated movies with 17 year olds who swore a bunch. Yeah. And still every time they swear all the time, I go, but who's good. Who's going to let their kids watch this? Okay. But think about when like, you were 17. You were I swearing. Know. I, I know. Swearing. And then it's like, but then it's also like super bloody. Like, the first episode, he chops into a guy's hand because he's trying to chop his middle finger off because he thought it would look cool, and he misses, and he gets a sword wedged into the kid's hand instead, and it's like a 20-minute gag of the sword stuck in this kid's hand while he fights off other kids. Oh, my gosh. And so I I'm mean, like, what for... am I watching? It's, it is campy. It sounds campy, and it's for people who like... You know, it's, shows like Walking Dead. Yeah, but, but it's why, like, yeah, I guess because it's like Shaun of the Dead level violence, yeah. but f- like twenty years younger it's, than most of the characters in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, it's just supposed to. I think it maybe is just trying to imitate that stuff, and it's like yeah, we and just I, want and to I have like fun too. And that's it's the other also, thing that I, I like it. I like that there would be a show for kids yeah. like this. It's just hard for me to conceive that there would be a show for kids like this. I mean, it makes 100%. And again, I'm going to use my term, but it is a post-Fortnite world. Like, that does not surprise me in the least. Yeah, but like a big thing about Fortnite is that there's no blood in Fortnite. Yeah, but Like, still... you don't see people bleed or, like, you see, like, it, you see, like, fireworks explode. It's not like you see, yeah. like, characters getting fucking, like, gibbed with, like, body parts splurting all yeah. over the place. But think about the other games that you do have that in. No, no, you're, like, you're that... absolutely right. There was a big thing. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it real far back. Star Trek Discovery. Talk about real going back to the beginning of this show. Uh, for, I don't know if it's twice in the first season or if it's once in the first season or once in the second, but they swear on Discovery. Yeah, there is one episode where someone says "fuck yes." There's another episode where someone's like, "Oh, I don't need to worry about that shit" or something. And it was so funny to watch the Star Trek community try and decide if they were okay with swearing in Star Trek. And I, I remember hearing that and thinking, "You guys realize that the show we're 20 years on from the last Star Trek show." 
people swear now like relatively normal and i like because it was adults my brain was like yeah they're adults they swear it happens but for some reason when i heard i watched the show with kids and i'm like who's letting their kids watch this well okay but why am i this person (laughs) but it's also a netflix show it's not like you're watching the disney channel and kids are swearing but i mean that's the thing that's (laughs) the thing i think and i think that's the thing that confused me like I still think about the like, what if your parents watch like walk in and find you watching the thing like mentality of when TV was prominent. Oh, so it's like, God. oh, I couldn't watch South Park when my pet with with my parents because at some point they would walk in the room and be like, oh, I can't believe they said that. Look at those little children saying those things coming out of their mouth. And like, so like that's all I could think of with this is like, like obviously, seventeen year olds, someone who's anywhere from like. 12 to 18 is gonna put that on and all i can think of is like a parent walking in the room and be like what you watching why is that person bleeding why are they saying the f word every five seconds holy crap (laughs) they're throwing water balloons full of blood at each other what's going on you and i think of very different things i know that's why (laughs) the show is good well yeah because like you say all that stuff and it does not phase me like i don't it's it's a thing that's like it's weird because like i've been watching the show and i've been enjoying it it doesn't phase me personally it confuses me on a cultural level (laughs) i don't know like i've been watching dairy girls and they're in catholic school or or protestant's they're in religious school. I don't know. Um, and they're like swearing and doing all this and they're teenagers and right, they're but, going but to like a- parties and swearing and smoking and having sex and and digging up dead dogs that aren't actually dead. Spoilers for episode three of Dairy Girls. Um, but yeah, like you know, and I'm really- just like, this is their this is their world. That's fine. Yes. And and here's the thing about that is that like obviously like it's also hmm. Irish, but yeah, it doesn't, I mean, that's thing, but though. it doesn't but, matter. No, there there are there are. are shows that come out there are shows that come out where you go, okay, this is the show that's gonna be real and raw. Like skins, uh, both the American and the original yeah. British version was like a thing that was like, Oh, we're gonna have teenagers talking about sex on TV and that's gonna blow people's mind because it doesn't happen. And so, like, there's shows that are set up to be that show. So I think it's the fact that this is a show that's just like, oh, it's the Pucks Apocalypse. Sometimes people die, which is a thing that, like, duh. But also, I'm like, but, like, kids show, that person's hand got chopped off. We're dropping – kids are dropping other kids into spikes. Like, people are – like, it's like a thing that's just like – it blows my mind of the idea – I don't know what it is because I watch Riverdale well, and also... Riverdale doesn't bother me this way. You also keep <laughs> – and they are – here's the thing. You also keep saying kids, right? And yes. And you're not wrong. They are kids in a sense. But every time you say kids show, all I think of is like toddlers. Right. And that's and not the, what it and, is. And you know what it is? And, and <laughs> I, I think the other thing is this. The kids on this show don't look 30 the way that the kids on Riverdale and other teen shows look 30. Yeah. They look, I don't like know, 15, 15 to 20 like the people on Disney shows. I, like That's the other thing is that these look like Disney-aged kids show teens Your doing this. Your brain just can't handle it, and that's versus fine. It's like if it's like if the kids in High School Musical also chopped off each other's heads sometimes. 
because like they were actual teenagers making that movie versus like Glee where they were all 25 to 30 and people were like, why are you in Rolling Stone doing like a sexy photo shoot? It's like, cause I'm 28 and I'm a fucking adult as opposed to like high school musicals. Like, yeah, I'm 18. And so I'm going to do the wholesome thing. We're the Jonas brothers. We're going to take, we're going to have purity rings and we're going to take like, like purity promises. And then, like, and just... then like, and so like this whole thing, like, I think that's the other thing that was about it is like, they, like it looks like actual teenagers doing this is like, I can't conceive of that either. <laughs> it, it's also very funny to me because like, I never see age in television shows or in movies. I, I didn't for and a very like, long time until one day I had up, to look it up for something. You've brought it up so many times lately. And it's just like, this is hilarious to me. Because <laughs> you were bringing up something else where you, uh, like sitcoms or whatever. You don't know who sitcoms are being made for anymore, right? Is that, that was the, yes, well, yeah. yes, yes, that was me. Because you were like, it's about old people doing young stuff who are these shows made that's for? not even old people no 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 yeah yeah it wasn't about old people doing young stuff it was about old people doing age appropriate stuff versus getting 30 year olds to play 22 year olds and doing young stuff See, I don't very know. specific things in my brain I, yeah no that's fine it's fine i'm okay with it it's great but i have a very hard time when it comes to age I, I'm just gonna like I look at a per people that you know the whole game where people that I don't understand where people are like guess how old I am and I'm like I I couldn't tell you. I want to say that's not a game, but also I did just do this with the two people I work with on Saturday nights at the hotel see, see, where they were like, "How see? old am I?" And I was like, "I would have said like 23." They're like, "We're both 19." <laughs> Neither of us is drinking age, and I was like, "Shit." <laughs> That's bad because of your occupation. I would have ID. I would have ID'd them <laughs> yeah, I if know, I was giving still. them drinks. But, but still, but yeah. no, no. I yeah, just no. I'm so bad about ages. I'm so bad about age. And like you being like, it's these kids swearing, and I'm like, and <laughs> no, I mean, and that's just it. It's like it was a thing that like in in it's it's a very weird, it's a very weird setup. Of when I'm gonna feel, I'm gonna I'm gonna just old man this real hard right now. When I was a voice. kid, when I when I was a kid watching TV, when I most of the shows like like 90210 mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Party of Five and even like you get to things like Buffy and Smallville, like it's, like Tom Welling was playing a 15 year old and he was like 23 and was like humongous. There are jokes on the Smallville podcast I listened to about the fact that they never showed them in school because they were afraid to put Tom Welling at a desk and realize the fact that he's like seven feet tall and would never pass as a high schooler if you put him in an actual classroom. I so mean... there was a thing for years where you did and, and Glee, like not a joke, Glee was part of this oh, yeah. where like you high had adults musical was that too. You had adults playing kids because you needed the kids to do things like we're going to do the episode where they have sex and you can't do that with minors. So yeah. I, I, but I think there's a, there was also a shift at some point where people started to like not buy into that as much anymore. Like it became a joke that like Luke Perry was a 40 year old on, on Beverly Hills. It's like, he wasn't, when he was 30, but he wasn't a 40 year old, but like that became a joke to the point where like, 
it became the norm, especially when Disney started to get into the game and Nickelodeon started to get into the game of getting like age appropriate or at least closer to age appropriate kids on their shows because they also weren't dealing with most of that stuff. And if they were, they weren't going anywhere near as graphic so they could afford to actually have like 17 year olds on their show versus 23 year olds. Mm. You know, this, the closest thing I think I can mention on this line of like age appropriate, whatever age appropriate is, okay, this is going to be weird, but there was a shift in um, like the Nickelodeon and Disney shows that I was watching. Not, not so much in the early 2000s where it was like, that's a Raven and Lizzie McGuire and all that. But in more in like middle school, high school range, like with um, it's mainly iCarly and like Victorious um, and Sweet Life on Deck, like those shows, which, yeah, that was my childhood. That was my teenager years, whatever. Yeah, you're but stretching into the shows that I knew existed but didn't watch. Never watched, but, right? Yeah. Just like you were mentioning shows that I knew existed but I've never watched. But like there was this shift where um, clothing became this thing where I was like, this seems weird to me. Because it was, to me, it was clothing that was meant for much older people. And by much older, I mean like... Tw- mid 20 like 20 thanks, to 30 thanks. year olds yeah the, the no, no. 25 year old no, and i'm 25 <laughs> right now and and 30 25 and 30 is not old but i'm saying like when i was in high school i was like okay someone my age should not be wearing those kind of heels because it's they're too big you're gonna fall like, it just scares me. And it did. It got to this point in, like, iCarly where Sam and Carly started dressing older than I thought they were. And it tripped my mind up a little bit. But it took me, like, two episodes to get used to it. And then I was like, actually, their style's pretty awesome. And it fits their characters more than what they were wearing. And it does show that these they are becoming, like, seniors in high school, and they are about to become adults, even though they are already adults in real life, but they're about to become adults. So, like, it took me a little bit to adjust because I wasn't at that stage in my life yet, but it was like, okay, no, this does make sense in the world of the show, but... It ju- that's like this is the that's the closest thing I can say has ever tripped me up as far as aging goes. You know what I want to blame? Here's what I'm <laughs> going to blame. Here's the thing because I watched it more because I realized more and more and I need to go back and rewatch it. I watched it more than I think any other show like in a consistent setting than anything else. And that's Boy Meets World. Okay. Because Boy Meets World starts with them in middle school, into high school, and into college. Yeah. But is following the ages of those characters like to a T like every year they're growing up to another grade. They're going to another school. If they need to, they're going to college. And so I think what happened was watching that more than anything else. My brain was like, okay, this is what it's like to watch teenagers grow up on TV. Mm -hmm. And that's what I set the rest of my brain around (laughs) for like watching. So like my brain didn't like, 
that my brain, I don't think my brain clocked when other characters were like slightly older or slightly younger or whatever, because I was just like, okay, like they kind of look like those ages that the Boy Meets World's characters looked like at the time. So I'm just not going to think any deeper than that. Yeah. And like, that was like my, that was like my grounding state as I watched through them. Uh, but anyway. But, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's, it's this thing where too, you know, I just was explaining the, those iCarly, the, the iCarly stuff, but it's like, it also just became, it like normalized it in a lot of ways, at least for me, where it's like, no, when you start hit a certain age, yeah, you're going to start dressing differently and it's going to be fine. Like, that's how it is. It, like, normalized age for me in a lot of ways. Where I'm like, oh, age doesn't really... Like, there are certain things about age that don't matter. <laughs> like, it doesn't... You know? I don't know. There's, how. um... It, like, it normalized a lot of stuff for me. And I think that's also why I can't and don't really recognize age like i couldn't tell you how old the the girls are in 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 dairy girls because they do hold themselves in this very mature way and yet they're still teenagers and still think as teenagers but they it feels like i if i had to give them an age it feels like i am watching 20 year olds or 22 year olds but they're still in high school. Like, they're not in university yet. And it's this thing. And, and really, they could, be in, they could be in the younger years. But I think the la- latest episode said they were seniors. So, but it does. Like, it, I couldn't tell you. And it is just because these are just kids. These are just teenagers living their lives how they're going to live their lives. And they can hold themselves to a higher standard and act older than they are. <laughs> And that's fine because in a lot of ways, that was me. Like, I generally act older and, like, think in older uh, in older ways because of, and, like, that's very evident in my music taste and my movie taste and all of that and just knowledge that I have. But then I can turn around and be like, yeah, Pokemon. <laughs> like, I love fucking Pokemon, you know, and still have that childhood aspect mixed with it so it's it's just i don't know it's weird this is not what i expected to talk about oh i know it's not <laughs> like, you know it's gonna be really funny like let, we could move on seg- to it segues into jojo rabbit pretty well it um, does because all i can think of is that i guarantee you that i would sit down and watch that movie and my brain would not be as confused as when i'm watching daybreak <laughs> probably not um but no all i'm trying to say is like for me, when I'm watching TV or watching a movie, age never really plays a factor in my ma- brain unless I am specifically told someone's age. Unless they're like, like, like Dragon Prince. I started watching Dragon Prince again because I want to, I just want to watch it. coming. Yeah. We got that season three trailer. It's, oh, I, it's coming, baby. I, We're going to watch it. We're I started it. it. I started watching Dragon Prince again specifically like within the timeline of last episode of season two i one day and then the next day i can start watching the episode uh season three like i have planned it out to watch a episode a day to get ready for that show season four of fucking shira dropped today yeah i'm still on season two oh my god one are you kidding me but that's the thing like in dragon prince it is specifically said 
that Callum is 14 and like three quarters. And that, if you tell me how old someone is, it's important. If you don't tell me how old someone is, I don't give a shit. (laughs) You know, it's kind of that mentality that I have. But Jojo Rabbit was a pretty great movie. <laughs> I'm so happy to hear you say that. I want you to know, by the way, that I have been sitting here tense because I just want it to be good. I love Taika Waititi so much, and I just want him to do good things. Like, at some point, he's going to do a thing I'm not, like, super into, and I'm going to have to deal with that. Mm. But I wanted this one specifically no. to be good because it's the first, like, it's one of the first, like, like Nazi satires we've had since, like, recent political events. And also, like, I want to hold it up to, like, producers mm, like yeah. and it's making fun of hitler and the nazis yep. so tell me about jojo rabbit so um it's really really good and i okay so i went into it not knowing a thing i knew maybe three things about this movie and that was it was about hitler didn't know what it was about really i didn't know well, i wasn't sure uh if it was a satire i kind of Felt like it was going to be a satire based on um, certain things I was seeing I have and seen, reading. I, I have seen one but... trailer, and I want to tell you, so when you get to the end of your thing, I'm going to tell you what I think that movie is about, and then you can tell yeah, me if right. That's fine. Like, I, I love when we play this game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, this should be our game corner. This is like Rocket, this this is be... like Rocket Man again. I'm going to yeah, tell exactly. you what I think this movie is. Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's it really is. So I knew that it was going to be about... like either satire or whatever i knew um i knew taiko waititi was gonna was in it and directed it and wrote it and i knew that he was playing hitler um and i knew rebel wilson was in it that is i always actually always forget that rebel wilson is in this movie yeah that's Uh. literally all i was going into this movie with okay so i had seen one trailer (laughs) and i must have at some point read a description of this movie somewhere because mm. I remember watching the trailer and thinking like I thought a different idea or like, Oh, that didn't address a different thing that I thought this movie was, which means I must've read somewhere what I thought this movie was. So what I thought this movie was, was that Hitler is his imaginary friend and that the whole idea of it being called Jojo rabbit was a reference to Harvey, the, 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 Oh God, Jimmy Stewart movie where he's got the rabbit as a best mm-hmm. as an imaginary best friend. Mm-hmm. So like I didn't know anything else about the story of it. I just thought it was like a kid and like from the trailer I got like it's a kid in the Hitler youth, but it's like a kid in the Hitler youth where Hitler is his like imaginary friend. Mm-hmm. Other than that I got nothing. <laughs> but but that's what I thought this movie was was like a story about a kid who's in the Hitler youth and Hitler is his imaginary friend and then watching the trailer going, "Oh, and it's a goofy version of Hitler because <laughs> a kid made him up." Yeah. Like, yeah. So other than that, I got nothing. Yeah, well, that's half of it. Okay, cool. That's fine. Um, cool. There is a whole other movie. Other half of that movie going on? Yeah. yeah, there's a whole other movie going on, and it's heartbreaking, and it's, like, heartwarming in a lot of times, too. And Devin, we saw, I saw it with Devin and our mom, and, like, there were just times where it was breathtaking like you there were times where you couldn't like you were holding our we were all three of us were holding our breath like it was quite literally a roller coaster of emotions 
And I know that is like the clichéest of all clichés, but it was. Clichés exist for a reason. Exactly. So <laughs> nice. Um but it it was like it was this really nice sad good happy in a lot of senses too um funny and dramatic movie and it really is painted i like i said i've never seen a trailer but apparently it was kind of painted as a comedy but it is much i mean it was painted and and i think comedy as a drama and i think a lot of that has to do with one taika waititi well, in general yeah. tends to get it's funny because i think his stuff tends to have more dramatic stuff mm -hmm. to it but the comedy is what sells him. Yes. Because uh, Hunt for the Wilder People did the same thing. Have you ever seen Hunt for the Wilder People? No. It's fucking goddamn fantastic. <laughs> and I'm going to watch it again. Sam Neill. Oh, and the little kid. It's so good. It's like a little kid <laughs> um, is in the foster program. And when he gets sent to this family, the um, it's these two older people. And then uh, he gets out, like lost out in the woods with like Sam Neill, who is the, the husband in this, who doesn't want anything to do with him. It was like mm -hmm. his wife's idea to to be part of the foster program. So he goes running off into the woods and Sam Neill is like stuck with him out there and then they get lost coming back. And so it's their whole journey to come back. And you've got like social services like hunting for them and they're like out in the wild, all this doing all this shit. But like the kids like it's the kid from uh, Deadpool 2. Oh, like okay. that's where that's where he oh. got his start was Hunt for the Wilder People was like his first big role. So it's him and Sam Neill like doing like buddy comedy bullshit out in the woods as oh they're like God. lost and they have like their big dramatic moments about the kid in foster care and like Sam Neill as an old man, and all this stuff. It's so good. It's so very, very good. It's like a whole scene where they come up to a cabin and the kid is like, Oh yeah, no, he kidnapped me. He's a pedophile. It's like what? I'm not, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, no, don't take him away. He's like, no, what the fuck are you doing? Stop making this like, oh whole thing. It's so good. So, like, that's what he does is that he has really, really funny shit and then really, really dramatic shit. Yes, yeah. Well, it, it cuts it. And, it. and it cuts it the perfect amount. And that, if you want to balance comedy and drama, it's that's what you need. You can't have funny parts going on for like 20 minutes and then hit us with a dramatic part. No, I mean, Adam Sandler's tried and he's yes. kind of come close with click. Otherwise he's failed. Yeah. So. Because it's, it's really like you need that balance. You need to be able to be crying and then while you're crying, be able to laugh. Because it is, it's it's gonna bring you down, but it can just as quickly put you, bring you back up, and that happens in this where. And I don't want to give you too too much away. I don't want to give too much away, but um, because I th think it really like you should not see another trailer. If you no can, no I didn't watch it. Like I saw the trailer. Yeah. I was like oh yeah no like I was like okay cool this looks like Taika Waititi doing something yeah. dumb with Nazis. Yep. I'm fine. I'm into it. Um, have you seen what we do in the shadows? Of course yet? I have. Yeah, because that was also like written by him. Yes. Like that was written and directed by yes. him. And then I haven't seen the series yet, but the series is supposed to be also excellent. It is. Um, have so I not I'm... talked about what we do in the shadows on the show yet? Not the TV series. No, I haven't talked about. Have I talked about the I've movie? I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie. So I know. no, we never, we We've neither never of us brought it up. Oh my god, it's I fantastic. love it. I um, love that movie, and I love the series. Were you like, aware? It is by incredible. the way, I don't know if it's still. It might not 
exist anymore. But there was a time where he was going to do a sequel to that. That yeah. was uh, oh, of where, course, uh, werewolves yeah. was going to be. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if he's still up to that, but that's he's literally the only reason I'm going to get Disney Plus because I want to <laughs> watch The Mandalorian yeah. because Taika Waititi's the showrunner. That's yeah. the only reason I'm going to touch Disney Plus. <laughs> um, um, but no, but yeah, it, what we do in the shadows is fucking fantastic. It is. And again, it's another one that's like. It's like, oh, yeah, here's a bunch of goofy bullshit about being a vampire. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, oh, yeah, also our jokes are going to say really depressing shit about yeah. being vampires sometimes. Exactly. But it, it is that it, he is able to balance his movie. It, everything I've seen of his, like, very, this, like, perfect little balance act, balancing act going on. And also, talk about not really knowing how old people are. <laughs> in, in, in this I mean I could not tell you I could uh, he, and it might be mentioned he might be 10 I think he's 10 he is I mean, 10 because it's one of those things it's one of those things where you think that I would know enough in this in my yeah. life to know yeah. how old the Hitler youth were yeah I don't no. <laughs> so, but there like... but um there was definitely a scene where he is he's 10 like you it's very evident and they say that you're 10 year old and i thought of the joke of ah you could go you could go out on your pokemon adventure now little kid and yeah dear so, god so that's that's it all comes back zach um huh. so no. this is a weird thing just out of just very quick sidebar and this might be actually i should check something on imdb so i've been googling while we're talking because I can do two things at once. Well, it was of Taika Waititi, if that helps. But I'm on the page for the kid, uh, Roman Griffin Davis, who's mm -hmm. in Jojo Rabbit, and I was trying to find his actual age, and that is not posted on IMDb. And I don't know if that's because he's a minor or if that's because IMDb be. changed their shit. <laughs> so, Could be. But, um, yeah. But, yeah, so – but there's other characters in it where I'm like, I right now I could not really tell you how old they were. And if it was said, I forgot because it doesn't really matter. It's just it seems like it is all very young people with in this war, and it's and like that's also hard to watch. Like there there are jokes, and this is not giving away too much away, but there are jokes about like children fighting with guns and like going out and killing people, and they're eleven. Yeah, surprise but everybody! It was bad to be in the Hitler Youth in the 1940s. Like, yeah, no, yeah. no. Um, but it was, and like those were the moments that like really put it into perspective of like what was going on at that time. Uh, but yeah, it it was it was really good. It was really really good. And I I'm, I am glad to hear I'm that. I am going it. to seek it out then. Yeah. Like I like I just I really want it. That's one of those things like talk about precarious moments mm -hmm. where it's just like oh i hope you did this right because <laughs> yeah. this can go bad real quick oh, yeah, if you don't do this right yeah and i'm so... sure i'm sure it does go bad i'm sure it will go bad i don't know i'm sure like people will look at it and be like oh you went a little far there but right I'm but i mean like person to judge that yes and uh... so far from what i have heard like i have heard they're like the most 
the worst review I have heard of this movie is that maybe it wasn't as funny as they thought it would be, mm. which makes me think that that's someone who, again, was not go was going into it thinking it would be like a comedy, yeah. like yeah. like thinking of the producers, like they were going to go in thinking it was going to be another producers as opposed to what it was actually going to do. Well, so that's, like, that's a problem with trailers in general oh, is yeah. that because like you sell your movie on it being a comedy that's what people are expecting to see and then you hit them with dramatic moments and like fucking heartbreaking moments and that's not what people want that's not what they want because that's there's, not what the trailer sold them. It's kind of it's what happened with Jexy too. I was it's, about to say there's times when you go in looking for her, and then there's times <laughs> when you go in looking for Jexy, and you get confused when exactly. Jexy is a better version of her. Yes, <laughs> and it really and it really is. But this is talk. This is another movie where it's like I went in with no expectations. I went in not knowing anything, and I came out being like, oh shit, that was a good movie. That was a great balance of comedy of comedy and drama. Like, oh, damn. But I have a feeling if I saw a trailer, maybe, maybe, I have a feeling if I saw the trailer, I still would be happy that it wasn't just all jokes. Yeah. But like, I, I can totally see how someone would be would see the trailer for this and equally see the trailer for, like, Jexy or something and be like, I expected nothing but jokes and you gave me this. Right. And like, I, like per I personally how, how know. How can you be upset with that? Right. And I, I know that I personally movie. am someone that like at this point in my life, like dumb straight comedy with a few exceptions. I don't generally go for dumb straight comedy anymore. Mm -hmm. That's just me. So like going into any movie and finding out that there's deeper shit to it than yeah. just dumb straight comedy is probably going to make me happier. Yeah. But I also totally understand when someone is like, I just want to shut my brain off and laugh at oh, a thing. Yeah. Don't make me think about the thing, man. Yeah. What are you doing? But that's I thing. also. I also don't think that you should do that with Nazi comedy no. in general. No. I don't think anyone should go into Nazi comedy thinking, I just want to shut my brain off. No. No, That's no, no. a whole other conversation. No. But, but yeah, it, but but yeah like, like, like Jexy, like I could see someone going to Jexy and go, being like, I, I thought I was getting something else out of this man. Just give me a minute yeah. to readjust. Yeah. But that's the thing that it's, it's this thing with trailers where, you know, it's, it's bad. Like it's not, it's not good to sell your movie this way and then not give it that way. But that's the problem with trailers in general is that if you were to actually show a trailer about and showcase some of the more dramatic parts <coughs> of this movie, you'd ruin your movie. Right. I mean, that's like, the thing it's, is it's like it's the surprise this, of that gut uh, punch really yeah. is part of it. Yeah, like, that's the problem when it comes to trailers. And it's like this problem that not many people seem to get. <laughs> and it's like and and people question me why I don't watch trailers and why I wait until I am forced to watch a trailer in a theater and it's like I don't I have seen too many movies like I have seen so many movies that there are things in trailers where if I see like one glimpse of something it will make my brain think and it will give away the movie to me. And it's just, it's just, it's how my brain works. It's how it works for me. And it's just, I, that's why I try to stay away. <laughs> Unless I am forced to watch it in a theater. <laughs> uh, but yeah, go see Jojo Rabbit. Go play Outer Worlds.
Go watch Daybreak. Give it go watch four Dairy episodes. Girls. Give it give it the Devin Decker four episodes <laughs> because you need to get past those first two, and then the second two switch per- perspectives and the RZA shows up and everything's cool. Go so. watch. Go watch Back to the Future. Oh yes, absolutely. <sighs> Don't eh, watch Endgame if you're bought in, Meh. like I was. Yeah. <laughs> Um, also, before we Dragon wrap Prince. up, Devin, watch, I know you're. Watch yes, Dragon watch Jack Prince. Prince. Devin, you're screaming at me right now. Yes, John Favreau is the showrunner on The Mandalorian. Taika Waititi just directed like at least one episode. <laughs> like before, before I'm just correcting that now. I realized what I said. Uh, anyway, Anyways. I mean the good the good surprises when you find out would be when you find out at the end that Taika Waititi's been in the Mandalorian armor the whole time. Oh That's a whole God. other story. <laughs> That Dale, we'll have to talk about that. That whole thing is based on a whole story. Oh, I know. Uh, like old extended universe story where you don't know who. The, there's a reason they haven't yeah. told you who the Mandalorian is yet. Yeah, we've yeah. talked. We talked about it. We talked yeah. about it on an episode. It could be pa- Taika Waititi. It could be a woman. It could yeah. be anybody. That's yeah. the best part. I hope they never say. I hope the end of that series. I hope literally the last seat of that series is that the, they go to take the helmet off, and as they take the helmet off, the credits roll. I fucking hope. That'd be great. It'd be incredible. That would be fucking amazing. <laughs> oh, man. But this is uh, where I think we're going to end the episode. Oh, wait. I, I sorry. Thing. I just want to say, by the way, the next time we record is the day Disney Plus launches. Oh, God. <laughs> it's November November 12th. So I don't know what next week's episode looks like. Well. <laughs> I'm going to have maybe some stuff to say about Darby O'Gill and the little people. Oh, my God. I don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, it'll be three days before Pokemon, so, you know. Oh, Death Stranding comes out Friday, too. That's true. That <laughs> throw, is true. Throw pee grenades. That's how I've learned that. I've learned that. I'm done. This is where, the, uh, on pee grenades, is where I'm officially ending the episode. <laughs> uh, this has been Say Report Jr., everybody. Um, hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us on any of your podcast apps that you use, which is nice that you have variety. Uh, you can find us on YouTube if you search Say Report Junior. You can find us on Twitter at Say Report Junior. And you can also find both of us individually. I am at Dale's Brain. And I am at Zerwiski. And also, I'm Guiji. We never talked about Guiji, but we'll we talk about that next week. We did not talk about Guiji. <laughs> I Guiji, therefore I am. Bye, everybody. Let's go get ice cream. Go get ice cream. Take it away, Liz. What the hell is a gigawatt? Thank you for listening to The Say Report with your hosts, Dale Decker and Zach Sarawick. Please follow the guys on Twitter and Facebook by searching for The Say Report. And you can always subscribe on your podcast channel so this is delivered straight to you and you can enjoy it every week. With apologies to your mother, we'll see you next time.